the seed of God's word must go deep into the ground. If the seed is on the surface, the birds will come, the elements is going to destroy the seed. So it must go deep in. As we have read, you know, in the parable of the soul, as we know that the seed, when it falls onto good ground, it will produce, it will bear fruit. Amen? But those that fall on the wayside, on, on a hard ground or, way, or stony ground, you know, all this seed is not going to grow. So it is the same for us in, in our lives that the Word of God must go deep into our lives. Because if there's no depth, what happens is this, we will be a church that's going to be weak. We must be a church that is strong in God's Word. What do we understand by that very statement, that strong in the word? Friends, if I can derive it simply, it will be this, that people need to know why they have joy, why they are happy. Because you can go to any place and you can still be happy, you can still you know, experience something, but the problem is this, if you, go, if you don't go deep, you don't know why, what you are going through or what you are feeling. So when we become strong, we will know why we are happy. People need to know why they have joy. We can't afford to have a church that doesn't know why we are happy about. If the seed does not go deep, no experience can keep you walking with God. All you need is something to happen and then you will lose sight of who God is in your life because all this while, you have been dependent on what God can give to you. That's why when people who are not deep in God's word, they are always dependent on the external experience. It's always whatever that's happened, wow, it's exciting. But they don't know what they're excited about. They, they, you know, they, 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 they feel happy, but they don't know why they, they, they are happy. So we need to be people who, who will understand that our depth is in God and in His Word. Amen? The Bible in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. When you walk by faith, it doesn't mean that you don't sweat. Am I right? If you walk, you will sweat. So therefore, faith does not exempt you from life's reaction. Life will always have, a set, have sets of challenges. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it tells us, for there is a time and a season for everything under heaven. So there will be sets of the different things that we go through. But if there's no depth in God's word, we will never understand because the fact is this, that we will always be looking forward for the good times. But then we miss out that, you know, for those times that, that, that are not so good, but they are needed because those are the seasons, it makes up everything, both the good and the bad, in our lives. If you have faith that gives you an impression that you will not have to sweat for the rest of your life, you have a wrong faith. A walk is a walk. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, a walk is a walk. Jesus never promised easy. When we walk, we will sweat. No matter what our focus, 
will be on just thinking, oh, the word of God will always deliver us. I tell you what, it doesn't mean that we will not go through hardships. The Bible tells us, like in Ecclesiastes, there's a time for everything. A time to be happy, a time to be sad. A time to, to be born, a time to die. So these are the normal reactions of life. But faith is going to, in God's word and in Him, will keep us going. Amen? No matter what experience, we know that God is still God. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, by faith, Noah, when warned about the things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the, of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. Noah lived in a wicked time. As we have read that God was so upset and so angry with, with the people that he wants to destroy all of them. But Noah was a man who was righteous. And he lived in a time where everybody around him, you know, was doing things that were displeasing to God. Friends, let me tell you what, your environment is not an excuse for compromise. Environment will always vary. But your constant must be your faith. Noah's faith made him stand out, made him stood out. Even in a time where everybody is compromising, but yet he believed in God. He trusted in God. Standing out is never about conforming. You may be surrounded today by things that will want you to conform, but I tell you what, the constant in our lives, faith in God, faith in His Word must be there. And therefore, we will stand out regardless of whatever environment that we are in. Throughout the entire Bible, those who stood out did not just do it by believing, but they did something because of their faith. So he says this, that Noah, he built an ark. Everybody say an ark. But prior to that, he says this, that Noah, you know, in the, you know in, in, as we have read just now, in holy fear, he built an ark. But the King James Version translates this, that Noah was moved by fear. Friends, we can be all spiritual about this and say that, oh, you know, Noah, man, his fear was the kind of fear that is, that is not what we, we understand fear about or it's about reverence. But I can tell you this, when God told him that God is going to destroy the whole entire world with a flood, I don't think he was just standing there and like, oh, in reverence. He had fear. He was, even the King James Version says he was moved by fear because it's going to be the annihilation of the entire world. Faith is not in the absence of fear. Faith and fear, they often live opposite each other. God told Noah of an annihilating flood. Friends, all men, no matter how spiritual they are, they fear, they fear death. They fear death, whether they admit it or not. However, it is not the intimidating fear that leads to crippling. Faith, or rather fear, will always present you with a choice. 
Either it cripples you or it empowers you. Noah could be there and, you know, having this that God told him and he could be crippled in fear and do nothing. But yet, the Bible told us this, that he built an ark. And, the, and you know, the New International Version says, in holy fear, why? Because it translates, it, because when, when it's written, then it tells us that he had already built the ark. Am I right? So it was a record of that. So that, you know, and, and he, he understood, he respected the power of God, that when God said that he will do it, he will do it. So Noah never doubted, even though he had never seen a flood before. This caused an urgency within him to build the ark. Friends, in our day, today's time, we have seen what, a, what flood can do, how destructive a flood can do. Am I right? You have watched this in the news, you have seen how the flood waters have risen and destroyed people and destroyed houses. But Noah... Up to then, in his time, he had never seen what a flood is all about. But yet, he did not just sit back and do nothing. He had an urgency to do something and he built the ark just as how God had told him. Noah's faith saved his family, as we have read. In holy fear, the scope of faith goes beyond yourself. Amen? Are you guys with me? So there are three things that I want to share with you this morning. Firstly, Noah believed in faith or believed by faith. He believed the things that are yet to happen because God told him so. I said earlier on, flood is common to us. But in Noah's time, it was something that has never happened before. So when God told Noah of the flood, Noah believed. You see, when I tell you about something that you've never seen before, it will take a while for you to process. In those times, there's no Google. He can't just, you know, whip out his, his laptop and, and, and click what does the flood look like. If I tell you today, you know, a flood destroyed a whole village, you know what you do? If you want to visualize it, you go to Google and you just type out flood destroyed village. And you watch it. And you say, oh, actually it's so destructive. But in Noah's time, he had never seen it before, he had never heard it before. And this is the very first time that God told him that a flood is going to come and it's going to destroy everyone. Noah's faith was based on what God said. Real faith does not ask for additional evidences. Sometimes, faith is believing some things that can't be explained. His faith caused him to have intelligence that others don't have. We have the benefit of doubt or the privilege to know what has happened because everything was recorded. But can you imagine, he built the ark, an ark, for what? On dry land, for what? But he had the intelligence to do it. Everyone around him was looking for what is, but he was looking at what will be. Everyone could be laughing at him for doing such a silly thing, 
But they were not laughing when the rain started to fall and when water started to rise. Noah, he believed God just simply by what God said. You know, friends, a lot of times when we hear what God tells us, we want it to be like the Gideon experience. We want, you know, so much of, 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 of confirmation. But real faith will take God's word as it is. And he believed. What, is, what has God has, you know, what has God spoken to you? Friends, are we still looking for the additional evidences? I can tell you this. The Bible tells us the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. So a lot of things that when God says, it may not make sense. But I can tell you this, just because God said, He will do it. Noah had never seen a flood but when God says a flood is going to come, he believed, even without seeing. Secondly, Noah, he worked by faith. It's not just, it's a progression, all right? So he believed by faith. Secondly, Noah worked by faith. God warned him and he built an ark. Faith moved him to action. Faith cannot just stay up in the mind and in the heart. It must be manifested through action. He did not sit around and wait for God to do something. In James chapter 2, verse 17, it says, Faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. So, you know, we, you know a lot of people like the idea of faith. They like the idea, you know, that, wow, you know, faith is so powerful. But faith requires action. Faith doesn't mean that God does your work. Faith will not do your work for you. Remember this. Faith and action must go hand in hand because your next action can be God's trigger in your life. God cannot prosper what you are not willing to build. A lot of times we can have faith, you know, in our minds, in our hearts, and we think that it's enough. Oh, yes, let's, we believe, we believe. But we need to do it. We need, to, we need it to be manifested through our lives, through action. Noah did the building and God did the blessing. This is important because often at times we want God to do the doing and then also at the same time to do the blessing. So my question to all of us this morning is this. Are we building a life that God can bless? Or are we building a mess and expect God to bless? That's a big difference. Are we building a life that God can bless? See, faith requires action. We believe, but we have to do something about it. Friends, I can honestly tell you this. If we just believe in our hearts and in our minds, and we were still, you know, and, and thinking, that, oh, you know, yes, God is going to bring us to, to a new place, and, and yeah, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, and we're not doing anything about it, I tell you what, we will still be at our old place. And it's the same in our lives. That we want breakthroughs. We want to experience God in, in a greater measure. But we are not willing to put it into action. And we are just staying there and expect God to do everything for us. 
You see, the ark was not built by itself. God did not come and build the ark for Noah. Noah had to do it. He had to go through the whole entire process from start to end. And in that process, people ridiculed him. People laugh at him. It did not make sense. You see, when you are being you know, uh, influenced by your environment, what will happen is this, that you will start doubting what you are doing. But Noah did not doubt. He went on, he continued on, and he kept on building. Friends, let me tell you what. If you have failed once, it's not the end of everything. Yeah? If, if, you know, if you have prayed for something and it did not happen, it's not the end of everything. Remember this. Faith requires action. Noah kept on building and kept on building. And the Bible tells us this. When he finished building and when all the animals, the last pair of the animals went into the ark, when the moment he shut the door, the rain came. You see, that tells us this. That God did not come and shut the door. What man could do, man has to do. He had to build the ark. He had to get all the animals in. He had to shut the door. And then rain came. That's God's part. Man can't cause rain to happen. Not that kind of rain for 40 days and 40 nights. Until it became a flood that, that killed every living thing that walks on, on, on the earth. So we must understand this, that when we work by faith, we must do our part. Students, you can't be saying that, oh God, bless my studies and you don't study. Working adults, you can't say, oh God, bless my work. You know, prosper me. Uh, uh, you know, you have given us the power to make wealth, but then you don't want to work. It doesn't happen. You can't, you know, have faith in your mind and your heart that, you know, I'm going to marry someone. You know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have a family. But yet, you, you know, you don't even do anything about it. And you expect God to bring, you know, that, that, that person into your life. It's not going to happen. Friends, let me ask you something. When you have children, is God going to raise your children or are you going to raise your children? You have to do your part. Oh, we love, you know, things like, oh, you know, suddenly things happen. But how many suddenly moments are there in our lives? We must work by faith. Friends, as we desire to grow deeper with God, we must work by faith. We must work with Him. We do our part and let God do His part. Amen? And thirdly, Noah, he walked by faith. The things that are hate can seem to look too big or even impossible to the mind. He had to build an ark and when God told him the blueprints and the animals that have to come in pairs, you know, when we think about Noah and Noah's ark, the furthest of our imagination is probably an animation or a cartoon. Am I right? You know, in children's church, if you guys have been in children's church, they probably bring, you know, a, a big boat in a sense, they're made of cardboard or whatever. And then all the animals, 
you know, are like toys and they go in, you know, and, and you know, it's, it's like, that's, that's as far as we know. But I can tell you this, when Noah had to go through all these things, the giraffe did not shrink to a smaller size. I mean, can you imagine this? He had to, he had to do something in his life that is impossible. The only time that the animals obeyed, it was during Adam's time when God caused the animals to come before Adam and Adam named them. That was the only time. In Noah's time, this was probably the only time after that the animals came in obedience, pair by pair. We read and we think, that, oh, you know, Noah did it. But to be honest with you, even if we imagine it, in our, if in our lives, that we, if, we are able, if we are to do that, it's impossible, right? But he did it. It's not just the ark. It's also the management of this whole entire thing. Faith can sometimes make you look like a fool. Noah, he built an ark just because of what God said. There was not a single drop of rain. How foolish that must have looked like. Am I right? So when God speaks to us, sometimes the things that God tells us and you know it's going to happen and it, it sounds so foolish, it looks so foolish. But when we are so concerned about looks, we will always lose out. Am I right? When we are always concerned about how we look like, I tell you what, we will lose out. And I tell you this, it only looked foolish until the rain came. Friends, in our lives, when we talk about faith, we talk about moving with God. There's so much that God can reveal to us. And it's not just in the external of things, but what God was actually doing is far beyond what we can receive. It is in accordance to a purpose that's greater than ourselves. So I want to encourage us that as we believe in faith, it must translate into working by faith. And that working by faith will cause us to continue to walk by faith. It is not just a moment in time, but it is every moment of our lives. You know, this journey is like a marathon. But I can tell you this, friends, in those times, marathon seems to be crazy, right? But nowadays, there's something called ultra-marathon. So our lives is like an ultra-marathon that we go through the different stages in our lives. And in these different stages, let me tell you, there'll be different sets of challenges. But in this sets of challenges, I can tell you this, God is still speaking. And we must be hearing and we must know what God is saying. And when we hear what God is saying, what are we going to do about it? Amen? We can't just sit around and expect God to do it for us. Oh God, you know, is going to promote you. Then what do you do? You sit down and do nothing and let God do all the things? No. But you've got to be able to work hand in hand with Him. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you guys still with me? Yeah. yeah so we can't be a church that's passive. We must continuously walk with Him. If we want to grow deeper in God, we've got to study God's Word. 
We got to hunger for His presence. If we want God's anointing, we got to hunger for it. It is not just to sit down and just wait for God's anointing to come. If we want to be a better worship leader, yeah, we got to spend time with God. If we want to be a better preacher, we got to study God's Word. We, we got to work hand in hand. And it's not just, okay, God, you know, yeah, just, you just do everything. You just, you know, we always pray this, oh, God, you come and take control. And it, as if that, you know, God just come and then He just, you know, do whatever He likes without having us in mind. It's not about that. God will always want to work with us. So where is our faith right now? If we want to walk by faith, we must first believe by faith. And we must work by faith. Then only there is a walk by faith. So all these things are not separate or rather, you know, it's, it's a different entity for each other. It is, a, it is a whole package. So as we enter in, I believe that, you know, 2020, 2020, amen, it's going to be a powerful year. But we got to work with God. Amen? We, we can't just sit around. We want to see growth. But what are we doing about it? We want to see our lives grow. What are we going to do about it? We want to believe for breakthroughs. What are we doing about it? Are we just going to sit down? We want to see our friends safe. What are we doing about it? Faith is not wishful thinking. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, faith is not wishful thinking. It is hard work. We think that, oh, just have faith, you, you just minus out everything. No, faith is hard work. That's why it says, for we walk by faith. Not by sight, it's not that we feel by faith. We walk by faith. And even in modern times, today, if we can choose no need to walk, we will not walk. We always find, you know, the parking that's closest to the entrance. Come on, let's be honest. Yeah, when you go to a mall, I know some of our church members are like that. When I follow their car, you know, even there's a parking. They don't want to park. They want to, never mind, Pastor, in front there's still, still got parking one. And they want to park right in front of the entrance. And I say, why? Oh, you know, it's nearer. No need to walk so far. But I tell you this, friends. In faith, there are no shortcuts. There are no parking nearer to the entrance. A walk is a walk. There are no shortcuts. Faith is tough. Faith is difficult. In fact, the Bible tells us that we are going to be persecuted because of our faith. So if you think that faith is going to make, you e make it easy for you, we always think that faith is like an escape. You know what I mean? Or we are going through something, or just have faith, then, you know, we escape it. No. Sometimes faith brings us through, causes us to go through, because it is a walk. When Noah built the ark, it was tough. The Bible did not specify how long the ark was built. But I can tell you this, it did not happen overnight. He did not have all the machinery that we have today. He did not have, you know, a whole bunch of, of, 
of foreign workers to help him to build. He has no construction workers. I believe that even at that time, his family doubted him. Probably thinking, Dad, what are you doing? But you know what, friends? The Bible tells his faith saved his family. And when he built, it took a long time. And he had to build it piece by piece. And when he had finished building it, tell you what, to the best of people's understanding, wow, he actually finished building it. Wow, the ark is so big. Wow, this guy, not too bad. He finished what he started. That's it. And then, when the animals start coming, probably that will cause the people to be more intrigued. Hey, why are the animals going in? What is happening? But yet, they still did not know what was happening. And Jesus was saying this. Jesus even quoted that in the days of Noah, just as the people, they were just going on with their lives, being merry and happy. And then suddenly the flood came, just as how the Son of Man would come in the latter days. So it tells us this one thing. Noah knew what was coming. That's why it did not come as a sudden to him. So in our today's time, we may not be building an ark. Am I right? But one thing for sure, Jesus is coming back. But if we do not walk by faith, what happens is this, that the Son of Man will come as a sudden to us if we don't walk by faith. So when we walk by faith, we will know what is coming. So I want to encourage us, friends. Let our walk by faith is not just about, wow, you know, achieving greater things, but it's really going deeper with God. That we will understand what it means to work together with God and to be able to really experience Him in a greater measure, more of Him and less of us. So I want to challenges every one of us our faith is going to be tested sooner or later our faith is going to be stretched our faith is going to suffer some bruises our faith will come to a point that can cause us to have blurry vision but we need to keep on walking by faith. Friends, because when the rain came in Noah's time, his faith in God and his action in building that ark saved him and his family. Even for our lives, don't take our faith lightly. Don't think it as if that, you know, God is indebted to us that whatever that we want, we get from Him. Sometimes faith 
can lead you to a no from God. But we need to keep on walking. Amen? We can't be saying, oh God, you know, you are God because you gave me this. You are God because you, you know, you have answered my, my prayer in this. Faith is in spite of all these things that you keep on walking with Him. Even when God speaks to you things that are, you know, that doesn't seem to make sense, but you need to keep walking with Him. Amen? Friends, I pray, I really pray, as we journey on, let us really have our faith strengthened. Yeah? We believe by faith. We work by faith. We walk by faith. Amen? As the people of God. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, let's walk by faith. This morning we're going to pray. Amen? Why not just close your Bible? Let's close your eyes, bow your head. I pray that that we will give a serious a more serious thought concerning our faith. Friends, our faith is so precious that the devil is always on the move to destroy it. So let us not take our faith for granted. Maybe some of us at this juncture in our lives that instead of walking by faith, we are just sitting down and doing nothing. This morning, I want to I challenge you that we need to learn to get up and walk by faith. Maybe God has spoken to some of you before in times past. And that word seemed to be so ridiculous. You think that it's not going to happen. I remember 15 years ago, someone came. And that person prophesied on my life that one day I'm going to preach in Russia. And at that time, the furthest I've ever went in my life was probably Philippines. I think that how could it be possible? And a person prophesied that, you know, I'll, I'll preach in India, I'll preach in, you know, Russia. And I was like, man, it seems impossible. But I tell you what, I believe. I believe. I held it on even though there was no way at all in, 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 in that kind of capacity that I'm able to do that. I kept working by faith. I kept, you know, being, you know, working on being a better preacher. I study God's word. I just do all my, my you know, that, that I can do. When I'm given an opportunity to preach, I will make sure that I'm, I'm going to give my best. I'm going to learn. I'm going to do it. Yes, there were days that, man, I felt that I could do better, but I kept on going. And I walked by faith. I believe. 
And you know what? 15 years later, this year, I preached in Russia. And then when I was there, you know, in Russia, and I, I, you know, for a moment, I just remembered, I just remembered 15 years ago that this word came. And God is not a liar like men. When He says something, He will do it. Friends, even this morning in your life, God promised you something. And you know, it doesn't seem to be possible. I tell you what, God is not a man that He should lie. You need to keep on believing by faith, working by faith, and walking by faith. Noah, he believed by faith, he worked by faith, he walked by faith. And that's why it was accounted to him as one of those heroes of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. Friends, I want to encourage you, keep on going because that day will come. Amen? So don't sit down and do nothing about it. You can do something about it. Do your part, friends. So I want to encourage you. God can still do it. all of us we need to grow deeper in our faith to believe in Him to work together with Him and to walk with Him sometimes it can be difficult and maybe some of us in this part of that walk is challenging is tough I can tell you this God will never leave you nor forsake you. Even when it feels that it's so difficult, God is there with us. So whatever juncture you're at right now, I want to encourage you to look to Jesus. Hallelujah. So why not, wherever you are seated here, this, mo- this morning, I believe that this is a very personal moment. I want you, wherever that you are seated, take some time. Let us not rush. Take some time and begin to pour your heart out to God. Speak to Him this morning, will you? What you are going through or, or what you are facing right now. I believe that He is here. Hallelujah. Let's take this moment. Maybe some disappointments have caused you to even stop believing. Or maybe you're a little bit better. You, You still believe, but yet you are not working it. I want you to resolve in your heart that you're going to keep on believing, you're going to keep on working at it. You keep on walking with God in faith, by faith, and you're going to see it happen. Because God said that when the flood is coming, the flood came. Hallelujah.
You know, the Bible says, I think in, in one of the epistles, I think it was in Second Peter, it says that Noah, a preacher of righteousness. I believe that even in that time when he was building the ark, the people probably would think of foolish. Maybe some of them even came in and asked him, why are you doing this? And he told, he probably told them, God is saying a flood is going to come and destroy the whole earth. The people, because they have never seen it before, they never believe. They probably laugh at him, what is a flood? We have never seen it before in all history of, of mankind. What are you talking about? He probably went on and, and, and tried to explain, but people didn't believe. You know what? That didn't stop him. He kept on going. And his faith, the Bible tells us, his faith saved his family. Friends, I pray that you understand this because your faith is going to save many people. Your faith in God is going to save many people. Not just your family, probably the people around you. There's not going to be another flood like, like the days of Noah, alright? But I believe that there's, there's also a different kind of flood that we are facing right now in, in this modern time. But you know what? Our faith is going to save people. But we need to believe. We need to work. We need to walk. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's look to Jesus. Amen. Maybe some of us this morning, we just need that word from God. I pray that our ears will be open, our hearts will be softened. You know, just ask God, God, speak. Let that word come in your life right now. Let that word come in that situation right now. That word is going to cause a stirring within you, that urgency. Come on, let's desire for that word. I believe God is speaking. God is still speaking this morning for your situation, for your life. Oh, just lift up your hands to Jesus. Oh, just ask God, speak, Lord, speak, Lord. Because God will do it, yes. Hallelujah. You know, with every eye is closed in this place, how many of you this morning, you are saying, God, I need that word from you. Please speak to me. You know, just as a sign of indication, 
you know that you know you're responding to God not to men God I need that word I need that word wherever you are standing I just want you to lift up your hands to God come on just lift up your hands to God I really believe that God is going to speak I believe that God is going to speak in your situation God is going to speak in your life His word is going to bring that faith Oh hallelujah shunoridi ababara babara bahani dia masunorahane Oh sunororoho ridia mashanarara bahani dia masia babara babara bahani Sedia dia babara bahani dia mashanarara bahani Thank you Jesus Father just as you see the desires of your people to hear your word father we also pray for the response to your word oh god lord we pray that we will take it in and we believe in faith and we will work in faith and we will walk in faith so Lord, I pray even for everyone whose hands are lifted up here all across this place. Lord, you know individually, Lord, the situations, what they're going through right now. Lord, I thank you that your word is all powerful. Your word can turn things around. And Lord, I pray that in Jesus' name that you release that word into their lives right now in Jesus' name. Lord, even in the course of the days ahead, oh God, Lord, I pray the manifestation of your word, Lord, will be made evidence, oh God, in their lives. Lord, we thank you that what you say you will do, even though it may not have been seen before, it may not have happened before, we thank you that your word goes beyond the comprehension of men. So Lord, we thank you that your word is going to bring forth that fruits in our lives that will bring glory and honor unto you. Though we may not understand right now, Lord, we thank you that your word will establish us in Jesus' name. So, Lord, I pray, release that word, Holy Spirit, into each and every person. Oh, Rabba Sekedia no Redia Baba Rabahando. Shono Redia Baba Baba Rahane. Come on, church, let's pray. Oh, we receive your word, oh God. Oh, over, Lord, our lives, over our situations. Father, we thank you, your word says, and God, that you are not a man that you should lie. We thank you that whatever you have said, you will bring it to pass. Lord, we thank you that your voice is still being heard today. Your word is still being spoken today and may we your people always be sensitive to hear to listen 
to respond in, by believing and by working and by walking in faith. So Lord, I pray that we will not be a passive people, but we will hold on to your word and we will walk with you. Thank you, Lord, that there's nothing that's going to be impossible for you to do. Thank you, Lord. And we receive your word this morning into our hearts, into our spirit, into our minds and let it be manifested through our actions, O God. We thank you. Your word is going to produce fruits in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's give God praise. Hallelujah. You believe that. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, God's word is true. Amen. Your faith. Your faith. Tell your neighbor, your faith got to be your constant. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's lift up our hands even as we you know, end the service. Let's declare the benediction. Father, thank you for what you have been doing in our lives and what you're going to do. Lord, even as we go from this place, may the love of the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us in our going out and our coming in. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone say, Amen, Amen, Amen. amen. Hallelujah, Amen. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.